Clarita here, and I've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. If you want to release your music into the world, DistroKid's the easiest way to get your music into all the major streaming platforms, unlimited uploads, and keep 100% of your royalties. And because you're a Design Freaks listener, you get 30% off. Go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash Design Freaks. DistroKid. Welcome to the Design Freaks Podcast. Here we are again. This is a show where we talk about music industry, art and design, record covers and such. My name is Clarita. I'm your host. I'm a graphic designer in Seattle, Washington, and I like record packaging and all the stories behind the artwork, and I want to share them with you. Uh, So sometimes I do interviews, and sometimes I do these episodes called Covers a Cover, and that's what I'm doing today where I dig in to just one album cover and tell you everything I learned about it. Well, not everything. These are sort of mini episodes. So today I'm covering um, Pink Floyd's 1987 studio album called A Momentary Lapse of Reason. Um, I am not going to tell you the entire history of Pink Floyd. I'm not going to tell you the entire history of hypnosis, but I will talk about that a little bit. Um, I'm assuming you know Pink Floyd already. It's a rock band from the 60s. Piper at the Gates of Dawn, Obscured by Clouds. Okay, I recently saw the Hypnosis documentary. I went to AMC 10 here in Seattle. It's called Squaring the Circle, the Story of Hypnosis. I went with friend of the show, Eric Whitaker. Shout out to Eric. And basically, it's the story of Hypnosis, a um, art and design collective based in London. They started in the late 60s and they did all the record covers. You've definitely seen them. They're extremely ubiquitous. And um, especially when it comes to this classic rock from a certain time. So when the movie was over, Eric and I were talking about it and our favorite parts, etc. And I realized that I wanted to hear the story of a momentary lapse of reason. And it wasn't included in the documentary because it's technically not hypnosis cover, but it still kind of goes along the same lines of all these big, crazy, uh, over-the-top photo shoots. So, and there's a lot of covers they didn't talk about, but I thought, um, you know, it's the one with the beds. I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to learn about it. Let's get into it. But first, before we get started, thanks for tuning in. And uh, if you enjoy the show, please share with other vinyl and design freaks leave a five-star review wherever you found me and uh, like and subscribe and all that. And uh, if you want to see everything I'm talking about, go on over to the YouTube. I'm under Design Freaks, of course, or under the Ruinous Media playlist. Um, You can find everything at designfreakspodcast.com. And I'm at underscore Design Freaks Podcast on Instagram. Uh, you can hit the donate button on my website if you like and show some support. Everything's also in the link tree. Uh, but you can also join the Patreon. Um, for now, I just started small with uh, one level. Uh, for $3 a month, you get a shout out and show support. That's just the basic tier. And um, I will be adding more as time goes on. And I'll let you know about it. 
I also wanted to suggest that if you want to know more about the design group hypnosis, check out Design Freaks episode 13 with my buddy, Seattle music legend, Kurt Block. Okay, so another resource I recommend in addition to the doc is this book by Aubrey Powell. It's called Album Vinyl Album Cover Art. <laughs> And I'm reading it backwards on the screen, even though I know what it's called. The Complete Hypnosis Catalog, um, there's a foreword by Peter Gabriel. It was published in 2017 by Thames and Hudson, of course. Um, it's a great catalog. There's lots of background info about the shoots, um, similar to the doc, but in the documentary, you get to see like the behind the scenes footage too. Um, so it was pretty cool. So that is pretty, that was my main resource for episode 13 with Kurt Block was this book and of course some other resources online. So anyway, the documentary is called Squaring the Circle because the record sleeve is a square and the circle is the record. Of course that makes sense. Very cool. Um, lots of animations in the documentary. Let me just tell you briefly who Hypnosis was. So they were an English art and design collective based in London um, that specialized in album art and for mainly for rock bands. So uh, the commissions included work for Pink Floyd, Def Leppard, T-Rex, Pretty Things, Black Sabbath, Wishbone Ash, UFO, 10CC, Bad Company, Led Zeppelin, ACDC, Scorpions, The Nice, Paul McCartney and Wings, <gasps> The Alan Parsons Project, Yes, Genesis, Peter Gabriel, ELO, Rainbow Sticks, Steely Dan, Hawkwind. Okay. You've seen their work. Okay, so then the group consisted of, at first it was two people, Storm Thorgerson and Aubrey Powell. Um, then later, Peter Christofferson joined. He was younger. He was kind of goth. He's the one that got all those great, dark, kind of interesting photos of Peter Gabriel. Um, so Storm Thorgerson passed away in 2013. Peter Christofferson passed away in 2010. So Aubrey Powell, one of the original members was, is the only surviving member of the group. So this is mainly who's talking throughout this documentary. And then they also include um, interviews with Peter Saville, said it right that time, um, who I also did a episode about, I believe it was episode two with Travis Ritter, shout out to Travis. Um, and yes, I said, his name Seville the entire time because in America we say that name Seville. So my apologies to Peter, um, but also to any British people who are mad and I know there's one of you, uh, I invite you to please pronounce my last name correctly. And it's a Spanish name and the H is silent and the J is an H. Good luck. Anyway, so it, it's great. There's a lot of great perspective. Um, and recollections, there's storytelling, um, highly recommend. Okay, Hypnosis formed in 1968. Then they worked together, did a zillion album covers for all those bands I rattled off, and they dissolved and broke up in 1983. The album we're talking about today, Momentary Lapse of Reason, was released in 1987. So it's technically not Hypnosis, it is technically um, Storm Thorgerson, and I'm going to go over the credits because I always like to give credits. 
artwork is credited to Mekon, and that's a visual art company closely affiliated with the creative design agency Icon, which consists of one member, Andrew Ellis. Um, so this is the artwork. Icon had worked with Hypnosis and is also credited for the cover for Cannes record Saw Delight, which I love. Uh, that's a great one. Okay, so the front cover concept is credited to Storm Thorgerson, of course, but also Nexus, which is his design studio with Colin Chambers. Um, and Colin Chambers is a graphic designer who had worked with Hypnosis um, over the years on many covers. Photography, so the person who actually took the photo was Robert Dowling, and he worked with Pink Floyd quite a bit. He also was just a uh, record label photographer for CBS, EMI, Columbia, some other labels. Pink Floyd was the only band that I really recognized, though, from what I saw. Anyway, so like I said before, Hypnosis, they broke up in 1983, and this is kind of around the same time when we lost Barney Bubbles. Now, what happened around that time? MTV. Um, and so the dominance of music videos sort of took over and, and a lot of people sort of switched gears and went into video production. Um, but yeah, all, all these like kind of classic rock album art guys started to become a little bit more irrelevant, um, at the time. This, uh, record cover for momentary lapse of reason was a collab between Storm Thorgerson and Pink Floyd. He worked with David Gilmore, on the design and it was David Gilmore's idea to include one empty bed. He drew, I guess, one empty bed and when they did their little creative brief meeting or whatever, Storm in his typical over-the-top fashion said, why not 500 beds? I'm going to link to a little mini doc about this album cover and it's a YouTube really short, a like couple minute long YouTube video from the Victoria and Albert Museum. You can see it, all the footage of the shoot. You can see all the beds in a row and uh, very, very cool um, behind the scenes footage. And it also includes these snippets of them just briefly talking about how this came to be. They really went all out. And um, anyway, so Storm has this idea, 500 beds on a beach. He originally wants to do it in Los Angeles because the light is so much better. Um, but he couldn't find any beds there. And it was easy for him to find the beds, probably from some creepy old sanitarium or something. <laughs> Um, but not only did he find the beds in England, he found 700 beds. 700 beds. Insert Memorial Day mattress sale joke. I don't know. Just. <laughs> um, so anyway, loaded up a bunch of lorries, went out to uh, this beach. It was Staunton Sands in North Devon, England. His finished design was a long river of hospital beds arranged on the Staunton Sands Beach. It ended up taking two weeks because it was raining. I don't know if it was raining so hard, but you just couldn't see anything. They had to, according to Storm, load up all the beds again, haul them back up to the lorries on the top of the hill and try again. And two weeks later, ding dong, done. They got it. 
So the symbols and the visual metaphors in the photo um, are from the songs on the record. It was inspired by a phrase from yet another movie, quote, vestiges of relationships that have evaporated, leaving only echoes. Uh, yeah, the empty beds will do it. Uh, that is a great idea. Uh, the cover shows hundreds of hospital beds assembled in July 1987 on Staunton Sands in North Devon, where some of the scenes for Pink Floyd The Wall were filmed, which I think was filmed in 1982. There's no way of knowing. <laughs> also, a Tom Cruise movie was filmed there. I can't remember which one. Again, there's absolutely no way of knowing that. And um, let's see, the beds were arranged by Thorgerson's colleague, Colin LG. A hang glider, um, which Storm refers to as mini light, um, in the sky references learning to fly. The photographer Robert Dowling won a gold award at the Association of Photographers Awards for the image, which took about two weeks to create. Like I said, it was raining. They had to come back. So, yeah, so technically... This is not hypnosis because it was storm. And it's very interesting to me that both entities, Pink Floyd and hypnosis, were pretty fractured at the time. Um, members were leaving. You know, so it's like these independent players working with each other. I heard there's some controversy that it shouldn't have been called Pink Floyd, this record. Anyways, because of Roger Waters. Anyways, so again, not going to tell you the whole thing. There's some uh, juicy drama, though. Funny that Storm also admits that he doesn't know why the French maid was there. I mean, rock and roll is why there's a woman on the cover for no reason. Um, anyways, let's jump forward in time. Okay. 2021. Pink Floyd re-released a standalone version of A Momentary Lapse of Reason, remixed and updated, along with a new edition in 360 reality audio on October 29th, 2021. Now, the music had already been part of a 2019 box set, previously issued as part of the massive 2019 box set, The Later Years. And there, the 360 version thing, according to a press release, is an immersive music experience that closely mimics the omnidirectional soundscape of, music, of live musical performance through Sony's object-based 360 spatial sound technologies. Okay. So they incorporated some of the original keyboard parts from late keyboardist Richard Wright and recording new drum performances by Nick Mason. So there's kind of two posthumous players in this release, um, Storm Thorgerson on the visual side and then Rick Wright um, being re-brought in to this remix version. So, okay, so let's talk about the second cover. So I don't know the exact story about who called Aubrey Powell or if he offered, but anyway, he was, said he was happy to create something um, both fresh and familiar for uh, Pink Floyd's archival release thing. So he has to go with the, the theme of the record, which is remixed and updated. So he went with um, Storm's photo shoot, but this time without Storm's huge personality interfering. And I hate to say interfering, but the doc really drills it home that they butted heads and Storm was a little bit um, hard to work with. He had big ideas. He wasn't scared. He knew how to delegate. He had a vision, but they differed in their design approach and taste, I think, a little bit, or maybe just their preferences for 
how to present photography. I'll just say it that way. So anyway, um, Aubrey Powell says it's a bit like when a band revisits music they've made years and years before, uh, like Pink Floyd has done here. He says, I never get bored with it. Aubrey Powell, hypnosis, they're masters of collage. To me, they can use any tool they want. They're going to do it well. And I think he's sort of justifying the use of Photoshop since everything hypnosis previously has been, um, you know, analog. Uh, but anyway, he says technology has moved on so fast and we have tools to use now that are better than what we had then. So why not take advantage of that? Uh, revisiting, I think, is a good thing. So I'm not sure if better is the right word that I would use, but um, he definitely did a good job with this. Um, he wanted to use his late colleague Storm Thorgerson's original concept um, and source material. Um, he said it would be very difficult to get away from Storm's original concept of the 500 beds on the beach. Can you imagine, too? I mean, I don't think it would be very well received either. Um, and he admits, how's he going to top that? Um, top that, Teen Witch. Uh, so he also wanted to honor Storm's legacy. Um, and... Because he included the original photo shoot, I'm declaring that this 2021 release qualifies as a hypnosis cover. This is actually a hypnosis cover. It's both of them. That's how it qualifies. So one of them on a posthumous level, but hear me out. So Aubrey Powell says, what I found was a transparency where the sea had, he's explaining what he did with this newer version of the cover. What I found was a transparency where the sea had come in under the beds and created a reflection. And yet the French maid and the guy are still sitting there acting unperturbed by the fact that the sea was going to engulf them, Powell recalls. Uh, he said, I thought, I like this. I like the tension, that the tension that's in there is kind of like learning to fly. There's an anxiousness, a nervousness, this element of what's going to happen. So he adds something apocalyptic is going to happen, which is very provocative. Um, interesting, also way ahead of the uh, rising sea level conversation um, from the original photo shoot. Pretty interesting. Um, so there you have both the covers, uh, River of Beds as a uh, storm describes it. Uh, the, the themes correspond with the, the themes of the songs and, uh, as usual storm and Aubrey Powell knocked it out of the park and their supporting teammates, uh, that I listed earlier, but this got me thinking about something. Um, what if someone wanted to create this photo shoot in 2023, but didn't have the money for this elaborate, and couldn't find all those beds and what's a lorry. And no, I know what a lorry is. It's a truck. But anyways, we don't have budgets like this anymore for album covers. So obviously, if you want a photorealistic cover of 500 beds on a beach, you may just have a graphic designer illustrate that. But if you want a photorealistic cover, you would then have someone photograph a couple beds and in a few different places, move them around and then Photoshop it together. Bada bing. Or you could be even lazier and just use AI. So I attempted to do that. I was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to um, try to 
replicate this cover, just the photo shoot, through an AI tool. It's called Generative Fill. Um, that's the designer. I'm the client. The prompts that I'm putting in are my creative brief. And man, you really have to be specific. And I'll show you why. Uh, and I know there are better better ways to do it. There's mid-journey. I get it. Um, that's probably the best one going these days. But I wanted to see what I could do with what I had um, already at my disposal. So um, I'll pull these up on the screen so you can see how funny and how kind of eerily uh, close I got to the shoot. So first of all, I'm going to show you the fir my first attempt, <laughs> which is me being the, the client that's not being specific enough. And then I don't like the first draft. Um, <laughs> you, you couldn't read my mind. Um, not a bunch of weird dark blue bed things. Um, these don't have frames. They're not clearly beds enough. I want them to look like hospital beds. So then I go through and I, I specify that I want bed frames. Well, then it gives me this craziness. <laughs> this is also what I didn't want. It's like some Picasso uh, cubist MC Escher puzzle here of bed frames on a beach. The shadows look pretty good, but that's not nearly what I wanted. So then I get, um, I, I change my prompts to include, you know, small beds, hospital beds, whatever. Then I get this creepy little scene. What are these even? I mean, I am frightened by that. These are like these weird blue pods. Um, it looks like something that may come from a hospital. <sighs> I don't know. Um, anyway, so then I get more and more specific with my prompts, go back and forth with my designer, generative Philip, and I come up with something that looks really close. Here's some hospital beds. Um, they don't have the metal frames though. Here we have what looks like some sort of a laundry cart from a hospital, but this is not what I want. I mean, this is terrifying. Then I get a bunch of baby cribs on a beach. So yeah, not great. And then finally, I finally achieve what I think is the closest. I mean, these are all hospital beds. They're not exactly the same. I could have kept going. Uh, the bed, the frames aren't exactly right. Um, but this is pretty darn close. You would need to, I was going to say fix it in post, but it's all post because it's AI. So you would need a designer to go in, clean it up. But um, anyway, that's how spooky close this got to Storm Thorgerson's actual original concept and original photo shoot. And then just really quick, this is bonus. Um, Another feature of generative fill, my friend Philip, um, is being able to take any photo, in my case, record covers are what I'm interested in, and making the record cover smaller, making the canvas bigger, um, and then filling in the space around the record cover as though it were continuing outside of the 12 by 12 packaging. So here is Abbey Road. By the Beatles. This is, by the way, I didn't make this. This is an example I found. And this is why I wanted to try the generative fill. Then I saw uh, there's a Master of Puppets, which is really funny. Um, it's really cute. It's like a black forest cake. Uh, and then this one is probably my favorite, the Katy Perry lying on a cat's stomach. <laughs> and the look on the cat's face is maybe the best part. Um, anyway, so 
Here it is. I tried to do it the first time I tried with Storm Thorgerson's version of the cover. So here is the original. Then it had that frame around it. So the AI had a hard time completing it. It kind of created this weird landscape that was dark to match the colors, but didn't quite get there. And then I chose to try it with the second 2021 version, Aubrey Powell's version that goes full bleed. And here's the result of me filling in the space around the full bleed, which weirdly enough, looks kind of like the full photo shoot photo. I mean, yes, the beds get crazy. Some of these look like buildings almost, but um, nevertheless, it uh, it looks pretty. So here is the actual photo from the shoot. I mean, it's not exact, but it's pretty close. So anyway, that is the episode. Thanks to all the hypnosis members living and, and past. And uh, I want to end with a quote by Aubrey Powell. And it says, um, we gave up doing album covers and moved into the world of moving film. They invented the computer and then Photoshop the hours we could have saved, but it would never have been as much fun. Thanks for tuning in. Let me know what you think. Uh, subscribe below, like, and all that. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.